Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge, on Yahoo Sports Radio. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Proactive. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. That, however, is not the best part because you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Over the next 60 minutes, we'll be speaking to one of the best players not invited to the NFL Combine. That's Oakland running back Latavius Murray, as well as Cleveland's Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot. But first, we have with us one of the most powerful figures in professional football. I'm talking about Eric Winston. Not only is a 6'7", 300-plus pound offensive tackle, He's president of the NFL Players Association. Eric was an outspoken critic, the league's lockout strategy in 2011, and a negotiator of the 10-year labor peace agreement. Yet despite that agreement, the union and NFL management sometimes can be at odds with last week's ruling that owners hit over $100 million in shareable income from players in violation of the CBA, the latest example. A judgment, by the way, that's been called, quote, a slam dunk defeat, unquote, for Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL. Eric, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is quite the all-star cast you got assembled here. <laughs> when, when your end it is, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I was re- I was reading that decision on the hundred million, and I saw that uh, Steve Burbank, the arbitrator, said that uh, he found that uh, owners had quote mischaracterized unquote roughly one hundred twenty million dollars in ticket revenue over the past three years. What I'm wondering is. Not being a guy who's got 120 million, how do you mischaracterize 120 million dollars in income? It sort of sounds like an <laughs> yeah, odd deal. and uh, and and most of us don't call it mischaracterizing it, either. right? <laughs> no, uh, they call it thievery. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, it's it, obviously we sometimes we do have a complex system in certain areas. Obviously, there are certain areas where in which you know there's uh, there's credits for building stadiums, there's credits for this and. And, but at the same time, I think uh, Stephen Burbank said it correctly. He said, listen, while the deal might be complicated, this issue isn't. And it's very rare that a uh, at an arbitrator rules directly from the bench right after he's heard the argument. So that tells you a little, it, that wasn't something that he pondered on for months and months and then finally made a decision. He ruled immediately. He knew exactly what the situation was and he knew exactly what the league did and and we had been saying that to the league, and uh, you know, listen, that's that's the problem. I think at this point now is that whether you look at personal conduct, whether you look at uh, this situation and other situations, uh, unfortunately, the league's taken this uh, stance that well, you know, if it's not going to really hurt us at the end of the day, then we'll just try to do it anyway, and maybe we won't get caught. And that's unfortunate. And that, and at the end of the day, that really makes it hard to have a constructive relationship. And that's. That's the tough part about it because there are things we need to solve and that those kind of things make it harder to solve those things. Eric, was this shocking to you at all or have you gotten to, to a point where you kind of expect these things to happen? <laughs> uh, it, it, that was, it still was. You know, I'm always like, there's nothing they can do now at this point that's going to catch me off guard. And then I see, then I'm, I'm briefed in on uh, $120 million and we find it and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So... This is, it's frustrating. More than anything, it's frustrating. I think we've wanted to have a constructive relationship with them. Obviously, there's always going to be friction between management and labor. I mean, that's just the way it is. And we're going to have disagreements, and those disagreements are fine. And, and we, can, we can work those out, but it's very, very hard to work those out 
when you're constantly looking over your back, you're making sure every I is crossed, every every word and every sentence has to be has to be looked at because you're worried about these situations now. And that's and that it shouldn't be that way. We're speaking with NFLPA president Eric Winston. And Eric, I heard you say there are things that we need to solve. What's priority number one for the NFLPA? I don't know if there's a priority list in, in a sense, but obviously you look at this personal conduct issue and the and the policy and, and the way it's been implemented and how just how bad I think it really is. And I think people are dealing with it now. Obviously Brady's appeal is coming up I think it's today and we're coming up you know, shortly here, and and I know people are getting our people are getting ready for that. That's, I mean, obviously you you point to that. That is something that I think has affected competitive balance, and people don't really talk about. It. I think it's affected the arbitrary nature of the decisions that affected competitive balance around the league. But I think that on the on a whole, they've just been unfair, and they've been they've been uh, handed down unfair. And I think there's all the other sports have gotten to a place where there is uh, there's there's no there's nothing like that. There's there's a clear system. There's a fair system, and everybody knows exactly what what the situation is. And, and I'm hoping I'm hopeful we can get to that that point at some point. But right now we we're not there, and it just it leads to more and more of uh, of my guys' uh, criticisms of the league and and problems with the league. Now my understanding is this this uh, uh, mischaracterization of 120 million. That's <laughs> such a funny word. Is going to add about 50 million to the. Uh, cap and I, and I think uh, that the cap has really uh, grown since the last well, CBA. Well, about, yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna add about a million or two. Is that a million two per team, right? Yeah, yeah, per team. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Got you. Divided by thirty. I got right. You. Okay. So I mean, so so all you know, there was a lot of knock when the original deal was made that the owners won and that you got hammered. Uh, but the cap has gone up. Uh, I think thirty three million dollars or something like that in the last couple of years. So I mean, how do you yeah, look it's at gone up significantly? Yeah. yeah, how do you look at that growth? I mean, and was it more of a win than people thought? Well, you know, I don't want to get into the you know, the one thing is is and and I think it's because we're in a culture where we have a, a scoreboard and everything is win or loss and this and that. And I think when people get into business deals, they understand and and I've certainly had to come to this that you're not going to get everything you want and you're not and the other side's not going to get everything you want. And that's when a deal happens, right? So there are, there's of course there's parts of the deal that I've said, you know, we we got to do better on that next time. But there's also parts of the deal that we're, we're happy about and we think are, are very good parts. But the one thing I know about this deal and where the cap is going is is we're, it's doing what we said it was going to do. Uh, I mean, I think there's – of course, I would want 99% of the revenue. Is that, <laughs> is that, uh, is that possible? Probably not. But, I, I, you know, that's – you know, of course, I, I want the maximum amount of percentage of revenue as we can. But we also knew that getting into a – I, this deal was we structured it in a way where that it was a revenue sharing deal, meaning that owners' revenues, the revenues of the league, and our salary cap are positively correlated. They're going to go up together. So there's this thought out there sometimes, like when you hear, "Oh, so you know, Jerry Jones made 200 million this year." You know, about the players. Which, well, that, you know, if he's making money, then we're making money, and then and that's what it means to be in a revenue sharing deal. So when the league revenues go up, our cap goes up. And that's a good thing. That's the way it should be. Everybody should be incentivized the same way. And it doesn't have to be a, a zero-sum situation. So that's the way I look at it. I look at it, you know, we told our players three years ago, we think this cap is going to be, you know, 155, 160 uh, when it's all said and done. And we've put in, you know, and, and you have a, an increasingly amount of benefits. You know, people don't t- want to talk about the benefits because it's not sexy. It's not this. We have something like, I want to say, 
it's closer. It's getting closer to about eighteen million dollars per year more in benefits than we did um, at the end of the old CBA. I mean, that's significant. That is a there's a lot of benefits. We put a lot of money in benefits that help every guy equally throughout the league. Eric, this week we're going to hear the appeal of the union's win in the Brady Deflategate case. Is this case any longer about Tom Brady and deflated footballs? Or is it about limits of management power? Um, well, I, you know, I think it was always from our side. We always said that that, that standard can't stand. That that it can't be uh, that standard that that they handed down. That it was just a uh, well, you know, he he might have known. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that might know a lot of things, and that that can't make them guilty of anything. And and so that's that that was the biggest problem. And, and I think Tom understood that. I know we understood that. And I think not only did we think it was unfair for Tom and we felt like it wasn't structured in any sort of sound legal argument, nor was it in a fair process in any way. But we also knew that, Hey, for the, for the players down the road, this can't stand either. So uh, I know we fought for it hard. We, we understood the stakes and uh, a federal judge agreed to us. So while we don't have an independent arbitrator, a federal judge is about as be as close to it as possible. And I think he, he made a resounding um, decision when he said what he said, and I think we all remember, you know, kind of the high points of what that was. And it it, it comes it, again; it comes across uh, as as we having to look over our backs and having to make sure that this business relationship isn't being taken advantage of, and it's unfortunate. Eric, I'm gonna make this quick. We have about 30 seconds. The thing I don't understand is why is the NFL continuing to spend millions on this case? when it has little merit and it couldn't even win it on process? That's a, that's a great question, and uh, I hope you have someone on from the league. Because <laughs> okay. I'd love to know as well. Um, okay. You know, I, listen, sometimes they just, uh, you know, I've seen it in a lot of different ways, and they do this in a lot of different ways, and I, you know, I, I've got a lot of opinions on theories of why they're doing it, but it's probably a lot longer than 30 seconds, <laughs> and, uh, you know, probably shouldn't necessarily share them are, but. It is, it is what it is, and we've got to we've got to we've got to maintain the integrity of our CBA, and and we got to fight for our players' rights, and we'll continue to do that. Eric, thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, Eric. On. Appreciate, appreciate it. You got it. That was NFLPA President Eric Winston. Up next, Hall of Fame voter Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland with the latest on well, you know who. This is the Talk of Fame Network.